This is Trav Johnson with the Access the Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. You can follow us at accessthestory.com or you can follow me at travjohnson.com. I remember one time one of the kids was taking communion around um, serving in the church yeah. and then he heard that someone that he hated was outside and he's like, I'm just going to finish com- serving communion and I'm going to bash that, wow. insert a rude word. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. It was just a very real experience. Like, oh, <laughs> got to do that. Then he smacked him on the back of the head with a Bible and it was yeah. all took Far Bible out. bashing to a, a new, new turn, <laughs> a whole new level. Yeah. I was like, oh. Do I really want to be here? Yeah. Is this what's happening? If you didn't catch the first part of our conversation with Beck Sellers on her Calcutta, hit pause now and go back to our previous episode. If you did, then you'll remember that she's just told us about the first time she opened the drop-in centre in Davron Park. And we just opened the doors and so some people from my church in the city were like, we'll just send some people to hang out and help you. And then that's when it all kind of started. At the first one we ever ran... There was a kid inside who he was pretty rough. He kept bringing, like, weapons, which wasn't good. But there was a group of kids that wanted to bash him, so they were waiting outside the youth centre with poles. We had no idea what yeah. was happening. We just thought, oh, we're just playing, you know, with these yeah. kids. And they were ready to smash him up. Yeah. And we didn't. We weren't really equipped for that situation. And then, uh, so after that night, after we worked all out and got everyone safe, we are just like, what are we doing? Like, is yeah. this really what we're cut out for? Yeah. Like, we don't know what to do next so was that the um, – so there's a whole lot to unpack there. Yeah, so there's a like, lot. Seriously, like, and, the, and the scale of um, the scale of the cycle of, of brokenness in mm. people's lives and the um, you know, default to substance abuse and you know, just the, mm. the, the massive nature of that is would be one thing uh, amongst a bunch of things I think that are kind of like, okay, it, it would, you'd, you'd have to question why we're doing this. Mm. There's a whole heap of mm. resistance as to why we'd want yeah. to see God break into this yeah. situation. Um, and that, that, and that's probably uh, that, that point where you've had that first drop-in time mm. and you've had a team mm. and, and as you debrief you kind of go, okay, what, what are we doing? <laughs> are, we really are we really supposed to be doing this? Yeah. Um, what, I mean, th- there's some resistance there, mm. uh, like, and I talk about, I guess I talk about pushback, and mm. um, there's always going to be, if you're ever going to be pushing into a good story, there's mm. always going to be conflict. Yeah. So what are the what are the key things that were conflict for you? One mm. of those is that probably this, the scale and the reality yeah. of even your own safety. Yeah. Um, what are some other things that come to mind that were blocks challenges. or challenges we weren't on on a sense of safety like and that's still probably an ongoing thing not so much the safety but um the realities of people's stories that we're working with because it's a natural way like just get them to say this prayer and then everything's yeah. going to be fine and yeah. do this bible study nothing like that has ever worked with our kids yeah. and we've had young people have beautifully come to faith in different ways and that's not our agenda to push that yeah. we invite them into that space yeah. but um there's been a lot of, I guess, pushback on what that looks like. To be like, oh, we are representing a Christian mm. group. How do we do that well when these kids could not give a rat's yep. where, what, you know, as soon as they smell an agenda, they're not interested. Yep. So it's like, what does that look like? What does the kingdom look like in these particular situations? Because now it's an ongoing relationship. We see the messiness. God might intervene in certain situations, but it still might go back to... Yep. 
the addiction or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I think that's been probably the biggest challenge as a whole because it is really hard and there's been so many times where we've been like, let's just pack it in. Like, yeah. this is too much. Um, and, like, we'll have nights that are really incredible, amazing and everyone's crying and yeah. just wanting to life to be different. Yeah. And then other nights where everyone's screaming and hitting and bouncing off the walls and we're like, this is not working. Yeah. So I think that's been bigger the pushback but also especially in the beginning like just trying to get people on board with what it's about I think um looking outside of us or just looking at church ministry I guess a bit differently because we didn't want to run it at the church building as such because it's just not necessarily a space that kids would feel or even local community would feel comfortable but we're like, just want to go and be and have relationship yeah. and then get to know people, build trust, and we'll see what happens. Trust yeah. God that he's put us here. Mm. But working around the politics of that and trying to explain that has been a bit challenging. Has it been a challenge? And it's been ongoing, that like, what are we yeah. really? Like we're sort yeah. of in, the, in this space of in between like a traditional ministry space yeah. and a community service. Yeah. And honestly our heart is just to love people and have life together and see People live different, have a, have an opportunity to live a hopeful life and mm. with their purpose and thriving. And what is that verse like? Being nourished in the light, nourishing, <laughs> like nourishing that. light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's the motivation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a yeah. bunch of stories where um, you have seen, I guess, the the nourishing light kind of breakthrough, mm. um, where. Um, you've noticed a shift or you've noticed uh, a change in someone's mm. life or um, and so and like I, I say so there's a bunch of things that are going on in my head I, I love the story of how um, and I, I've heard leaders talk in terms of how they've seen God show up in, mm. in people's lives and you've come in with this expectation that yes this can happen because mm. of what you've experienced elsewhere yeah. um, but some of your some of your team that's they, they've come from really often a church culture mm. that that um, um, you know, we shouldn't be but we're surprised by the way that God can break through into people's mm. lives in in a completely different context and culture yeah. which really is like there's you know we talk about mission but there's a there's a sense where this is um, uh, you know this is a new new opportunity a new field mm. um, like we, we we see a generation who are coming through a completely um, not connected in with church or with who Jesus is in any way shape mm. or form um, and so I love I'm just jabbering on here I'm sorry mm. but I no, love the fact that you have got team members who who are going they have those wow moments mm. um, and you get to see those together in in young people's lives mm. tell us about the fruit tell us about that <sighs> and it always looks different i know mm. there's a, a variety of ways you can answer that yeah. but what are some examples of, of fruit we do make it a practice of like the youth mission involved in to focus on the fruit not focus on the fruit but highlight the glimpses of the kingdom we see yeah, because cool. there is so much hard stuff we need the, to know the fruit to hold on to it and to recognise it. And, yeah. and we understand the fruits to be like the fruits of the Spirit when we see kids show love or self-control yeah, or um, patience. Yeah. Like those are miracles in itself. Yeah. But then actually seeing kids wanting to follow this life of Jesus or know him more, um, there's been a lot of that. So you might have to, once I get on the story tangent, yeah. you might have to cut me off. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I think just a couple of recent ones, one of our kids whose dad recently got out of jail has been trying to contact her and she's felt very unsafe she's 12 
And then he's been tried to kidnap her a couple of times mm. and she's had all sorts of things happen in her life. Um, and anyway, earlier this year she like, had, I guess, a faith experience and she wanted to know God and more and has been coming along to some of our Christian programs or like spaces. Yeah. Call it Sacred Space. And she started prayer journaling and she doesn't like – She's young. I know people my age struggle with prayer generally, but this girl has written it every day for like the past couple months and Mm. it's incredible stuff that has come out of it and just she showed it to me the other day and I I honestly wasn't expecting much. I'm like, oh, this is just like a fairy tale or something. But it was like what her worries are, what her prayer is to God and what God says to her out of that and it was the most profound stuff that I've ever Not I've ever heard because now I hear it a lot, like people just having these experiences. But it was very special for her and now she has this memory and she's got a practice of it and she's so proud. Mm. And just for someone like her to have that rhythm, even though she feels very unsafe at the moment, Mm. I see that as a big fruit in her life. And to have a community of volunteers that will just love her, protect her, if she needs someone to talk to, she's got that. Um, another one would be one of our kids maybe earlier on and when we were starting, he was really anti the Christian stuff. His family's really against it. He has like seven brothers or sisters. He's the oldest. And um, for a while he disappeared. He didn't come for six months and we were kind of worried about him. We couldn't find him. Mm. And eventually he rocked up at our drop in. He's like, oh, hi. Like, um I'm sorry I've been gone a bit. My uncle died and mm. I was just really upset. I was grieving this. And then he said to me, oh, like, what's going on? He's like, I need to tell you something. Something weird happened. He's like, I know, you know this stuff that you talk about with Jesus. I think it's actually real because um, when my uncle died, I saw, like, I felt Jesus sit next to me on the bed and tell me that it's going to be okay and that yeah. I'm his child. Mm. And I was like, what a joke. Like, <laughs> this stuff, like, we could try to control it and force these things to happen, but that God spirit moves yeah. in the streets yeah. and in their people's homes and he'll do it regardless despite us and so that was a cool story now he's like really so hungry to know about god and study the bible and his family is now respectful of him wanting to do that and wow. he's bringing so his younger sibling they're quite really anti, anti and really okay. anti but yep. now they've seen how important it is to him that he's got all these I think a lot of it, like, we've got an amazing group of volunteers sure. now from, yeah. and they just provide such support and relational yeah. Yeah. things for these kids. So if anything else, it's seen as a positive thing because mm. they've got mentors and that kind of thing. Um, and now, like, he's bringing people along and, yeah, sharing things. So it's it's been really good bringing siblings. Um, another one would be there was working in high school as a student they used to give me a lot of grief and would mock me for being the chaplain yeah. at the school, for being a Christian, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then I was at the youth centre because he lived around the area and he saw me there. He was like, oh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, what's this about? Is youth on? Like there's a youth group might come, you might force me to be a Christian, blah, blah. <laughs> and he came and like, was really annoying. Yeah. But then he just kept coming. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like what's going on and yeah. so a couple of weeks later like, I'm coming on your camp you go, and we're like oh a few times with him this yeah. is going to happen yeah. and then I think the first time we had someone sharing and just share really I guess the gospel message and he was riveted by it absolutely yeah. it's like this is real and he, I felt the Holy Spirit this mm. is like I want to follow Jesus This mm. is, and so on that he's just grown and stuck with it and completely changed as a 
personal. It still has his annoying traits, but so don't we all. Yeah. But there's been really incredible things that he has experienced. And there was one time where there was this girl he really didn't get along with at the youth group. And I was like, <clears throat> she was really struggling. She, like, thought she was pregnant and had all this stuff going on. He didn't know this. I'm like, can you please go pray for this girl? He's like, I'm not praying for that. Insert yeah. red word. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's important that you do. I feel like you need to. So he went and prayed for her. And he had no idea what was going on in her life. But he prayed specifically exactly to the, her situation. Yeah. It was incredible moment. Yeah. And just those are those glimpses, that, I guess the fruit, to be able to put the differences aside, how much the beef they've had. Yes. To be able to, one, pray and pray from the heart and yeah. then both be able to let God reconcile that relationship. Yeah. That was really... Yeah, really good fruit. The long weekend calls out to us. Busy roads, barbecues, speedboats, sunscreen. The story we're living seems so far removed from the story this weekend commemorates. We know the challenge in schools, churches, or even on the family getaway. Unless we create the opportunity to gather around it, the power of the Easter story is swallowed up by the four-day weekend. That's why we've developed Crushed an interactive story pack that will enable your group to experience the story afresh. Over 45 minutes, you will journey your group through the five scenes provided and then see how the Easter story might shape your long weekend. Go to accessastory.com, click on the banner, and we'll send you this free story pack. That's accessastory.com. It's hard to hold Beck back from talking about the fruit that she's seen. But fruit doesn't always come in the ways we might expect. Um, there's, a, there's an observation that, that comes to mind for me, um, again, on the backdrop of um, you know, the reality of our, our brokenness as mm. human beings and, and, and that being very obvious in your context. Um, the, the wisdom that you've had, and perhaps it's a, 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 form, of, uh, a form of survival, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the wisdom that you've had to lift the glimpses of a kingdom, as you mm. call them, up to the light and, and for mm. your team to see those and to mm. celebrate those together. Mm. That's, that's very powerful, not only from the point of view of, uh, you know, I guess the inspiration mm. of those stories, but also, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the discipline of being able to notice them and gather around those and, and, mm. and recognise the work of, work mm. of God. What, yeah. what else do you have? Because I know it's not always, you know, here, mm. are, the, here are the great stories and yeah. um, in what other ways would you answer that question around fruit? Like what's the, what are the outcomes you're seeing? Mm. Uh, there's definitely been some very, very trying situations and heartbreaking stuff that's happened. Um, and I know one of the girls we've journeyed with <clears throat> very closely with it has had many attempts of suicide on her mm. life. And remember one of the first times it happened, like we weren't really sure. She didn't have a family. Long story short, she didn't have many people in her life to support her. And so she had, like, um, rung, rung us saying, like, she was going to kill herself and blah, mm. blah, blah, goodbye, this is it. And it was was quite real for her. And so um, a couple of volunteers that I went and found her and took her to the hospital and just spent the night with her. And she was just crying and crying and crying. because not She didn't want to kill herself, but it was that, such hurt and brokenness from what life has dealt her mm. and the relationship with her f- parents that she'll never have and, you know, they're on ice and everything. It's that um, it was very devastating. But, and it was it was hard for us to see, but then she was like, can you just play some worship music for me and pray with me? Like, I don't, 
I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and so those times were really hard, but it, the glimpses, I guess, and the fruit was being able to just be there yeah. in those times because if we weren't, I don't know what yeah. would happen. And even if our community wasn't there, I'm not sure if she'd still be with us. Mm. And there's probably a few kids that'd be mm. like, or they'd be in lockup, like yeah. another one of our ones who's um, in guardianship care, like she came to us quite young. And she would probably be quite similar. Like she said to us many times, she's like, if I didn't have you guys, and she's come to faith and is an amazing leadership gift in her life and worship and stuff like that. But she's like, I would genuinely be smoking weed and in lockup. Like that's what life has set up for me. Yeah. So the fact that you have something else for me, I think is really, like she didn't say it quite in those ways, but um, you've, she's like, you've got another home for me. And I think that's the fruit that we have that, We've got a home for people that might not have those those places, even in the really dark, like when you're facing death. Because when we were with this girl in the hospital bed, she had taken like 50 Panadol and yeah. the doctor came and said, you could die. If we don't pump your stomach, you're going to die and it's going to be very slow, it's going to be very painful. And that was a very... Well, I was at the room with her, it was just being her. That was a very confronting moment to yeah. be like... If, to be faced with death and to be like, this is what life can lead to and what many, many young people struggle with. Many people struggle with it. It's an epidemic, isn't it? But yeah. um, I guess, yeah, to be in those moments. <sighs> it's a journey, Travis. <laughs> it's a but journey. That, there's something powerful about what you're saying mm. in regards to being present mm. in that and being willing to be there and to both be uh, confronted by the gravity mm. of that but also to not wish to be anywhere else for that person yeah. at that time. Yeah. That's a real insight into, I think, the heart of God. That's the bigger thing. And more in that particular situation, that first time, more than anything, I just wanted to go home to bed. I was like, yeah. this is too hard. Like, this yeah. is not what we signed up for. But I've, I know, like, you need to care for the, the least of these, I guess, in a sense, like, you need to be here. Yeah. And that's not for every situation and everything, but for that situation at that time, yeah. this is like the most loving thing we can do is just sit with her yeah, and not judge her for what's happened, but mm. show care. And I think that's a lot of the fruit. Even the fact that the young people in community want to hang out with us, that's yeah. probably fruit in itself because yeah. there's not many people that would trust. A lot of yeah. them have had authority and um, things misused in their life. So for them to want to engage with us and be our friends. Yeah. Is really special. Yeah. Yeah. Becky, you've been talking to us about your Calcutta. You've been talking mm-hmm. to us about uh, seeing God's light, his kingdom break into uh, sometimes some really dark places. Mm. And sometimes that happens in transformative ways, as you've mm-hmm. shared. And sometimes it happens in really small ways, um, even in the midst of, of heartbreak. Yeah. Um, so there'll be some folks listening to this. I, I'm imagining if if I was not hosting this and just listening to this, and mm. I'd be going, "Wow, that's, there's some real sadness there, mm. but there's also stories of hope mm. and uh, people's lives being changed. There's stories of miracles mm. uh, that you've that you've observed that you've been a part of, perhaps." Okay. Um, if I'm listening to this and I'm kind of going, "Where do I start?" If I want to step into my Calcutta and mm. I'm dealing with some of the fears that I've, I've been experiencing or some of the resistance that has come my way. Um, uh, there's some, I mean, there's a whole, uh, I'm sure there's a number of ways you can answer this question. Mm. Uh, but how do I, 
how do I begin a journey of stepping outside <coughs> of my Christian kind of culture into uh, in, into the place that God's calling me to? Mm. How would you answer that? Well, I think the best advice someone gave me, so after I read the Calcutta thing, I'm like, Tavern Park is my Calcutta. <laughs> but I had no idea what to do or yeah. where it is. And it was, it was as simple as like find where God is working and join in. That's like great. it doesn't matter you don't have to have it all figured out and be like i have a specific because some people don't feel that they've got i feel like i've got a call into a specific area but a lot of people might not have that or it might be just yeah it could be anything and so to be open to what god has i think another thing people have said to me is that look what you've got in your hands so whatever skills you have um so it could be woodwork or it could Mm. be you're a police officer Mm. it could be you are a pastor or anything like that i think what I was told and the way that I sort of approach what we've got in Davenport is that anyone that comes and volunteers, it's whatever skills they have, we want to work with what their passion and skills are, yes. not like this is a certain little role that you need to fill to yeah. serve us. Yeah. Like, I know Shay Claybody's book, it says the world would be a better place if everyone only worked four days a week and dropped yeah. a day to give their time yeah. in the trade to people that needed it. Yeah. So I kind of see it as that. Mm. So if you have... What you have in your hand, what skills you have to offer, what your context is and situation allows you to and just find where God is working near you. It could be, like for me, I grew up in Elizabeth. Devon Park is right next to me and I had no idea even my whole life what life was like. Mm. People until I actually immersed myself in it and threw myself in those opportunities. I always have no idea about that actual underbelly of Adelaide and probably and I've already scratched the surface of what really exists but there's some very dark things that happen and if we're meant to be the people that have the light God's given us the light so why are we not like the light shines the brightest in the darkest places Mm. let's go there let's Mm. um I remember one more thing when we were starting with Davenport someone got a picture shared like a it was like a vision um and they saw like a really big ship and there was all these people that had kind of like the Titanic all these people were drowning in the water around it and there was some really far away in the dark shadows of the water and some really close and then all these people were out in lifeboats trying to rescue them and they had like light but it was like the light reflected close to the ship and so most of the light boats were just sticking to the area around the Mm. ship where it was safe Mm. because like you're calling your group's calling is to go out to the farthest places because that's where the light is needed you don't need more light these people can swim to the ship they can find their own way but to get to those places so that's imagery has always kind of stayed with us to keep coming back be like oh this is what yeah we want to stay safe in the warm light that's there but there's people out there that are literally drowning and just need a friend or someone Mm. to sit with them so that's what I would say. That's a great answer. <laughs> thank you. So thank you so much for sharing on this subject. Mm-hmm. And um, my hope would be uh, that uh, there's someone listening to this who um, maybe they've been kind of thinking about, okay, what's it mean for me to take the next step mm-hmm. in the journey that God's got for me in the pursuit mm-hmm. that God's got for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my hope would be that uh, something what you've said today would just just help inspire that. Is there anything mm. else you wanted to I'm say? Saying, on this people subject? are very welcome to come join us ah, in Africa. Yeah, but I think more importantly, as much as I love that, yeah, my hope is also for people to find their Calcutta. So imagine a whole world that actually followed their passion and their purpose and embraced it 
not just for like meeting the daily grind needs or that's part of it but just I don't know, thought a little bit more creatively or open about it like this life is short so let's give it all we got you know <laughs> anyway that's my little end it's good thanks, <laughs> thanks you've been with trav johnson on the access to story podcast discovering more about faith formation culture and the story of god remember follow us on accessthestory.com or you can catch up with me on travjohnson.com